your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Hello, this is Catherine, your host of the podcast, Your Positive Imprint, the variety show featuring people all over the world whose positive actions are inspiring positive achievements. Exceptional people, like my mother, are rising to the challenge. Music by the talented Chris Knoll. Check out him and all of his music at chrisknoll.com, C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn. And I have my YouTube channel, which is where you can view a video of my mother. And of course, that is Your Positive Imprint on my YouTube channel. Check me out. Thank you so much for supporting me. And the new shop is going to be open soon with the (laughs) t-shirts and bags and lots and lots of other merchandise. And I'm just very excited to bring that to you. I've been working hard on it. But today is a special day and I don't want to take that up with any announcements. I just want to go directly to my mother, Victoria Sanchez, on this very special day. Thank you, Catherine. It is Mother's Day. And I want to wish the mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers and godmothers and stepmothers all over the world a very happy and blessed Mother Day whenever you celebrate it. And I was on episode 77 when you detailed my community involvement in my professional activities. So today I'd like to talk just about our family. And I'm going to let you read something, Catherine. (laughs) Okay. And that's this? Uh, This, yes. And I will give the introduction. Uh, When we were married, I got monthly gifts and monthly messages. This was on our third month anniversary. And mind you, it's the third month, not year, the third month. But it it was the foundation for our marriage, truly. And this is what my husband said. August 1956. (laughs) Yes. Should I have said the date? Of course. (laughs) To my loving wife, I pray, my dear, that God will be good to us and bless us with children who will make us proud to reflect our memories upon them whose happiness was the fruit of our labor and our love. And in the end, I want us to look at each other saying, together we have lived our lives raised our children. Together we saved our souls. Together we made the world a better place to live. Now as our lives come to an end, we shall together enter into the supernatural wedlock of eternal paradise. God so loved us that he brought us to him, united for all eternity. My dear, how do I love you? I love you deep from within now and forever. Happy anniversary, Rosie. Yes, and you can guess that indeed my husband is deceased. Excuse me. And uh, I had heaven on earth with him, but that was the beginning. I want to tell you that we had five children. We have five children. Um, 
Mary, Carol, Robert, Catherine, and Linda. It's four girls and one son, four daughters and one son. And as a family, we espouse faith from the very beginning. All of our children have been are married. They have wedding anniversaries ranging from, in 2020, from 40 years to 27 years. We have eight grandchildren and five great-grandchildren and two step-great-grandchildren. Our children all graduated from the university with many of them with uh, further degrees, masters, doctors. The, we have seven grandchildren who did the same. The eighth is working on his, on his masters now. So we have truly been blessed as a family. But we started out with faith and I wanna just tell you about some of our activities. Um, when we were, when the first children came along, we were in Albuquerque and my husband was a practicing attorney. And he took the bus every day to work uh, as an attorney. He had his own practice and later as a judge, um, he, was, he always took the bus, public transportation. Uh, that was part of uh, saving the environment as we later told our kids when they wanted to perhaps drive. No, you take the bus, <laughs> yes. And I hear Catherine laughing, it's true. When I was so anxious for my husband to come home, that I would go and take the children to the bus stop uh, to meet him. And then later they got a little older uh, in school, the oldest, and uh, they would go to the bus stop to meet their daddy, but they would take all their friends with them. And they would have maybe 12 or more uh, at the bus stop. And they would all be yelling, daddy, daddy. <laughs> and the bus drivers, the bus driver and the passengers uh, they all got a big kick out of that. So it was an important part of our life was family. Sundays were spent, they were reserved for the family. We did a lot of hiking, a lot of going to the zoo and having uh, picnic lunches at the zoo. Um, we did a lot of things with the family. Always close togetherness. We went to church, of course, uh, every the days on Sundays and so on during the week uh, to school. We did all the things that parents do with their children. The dancing lessons, the sporting activities, the basketball, the football, the cross country, the uh, piano lessons, guitar lessons, and so on. I'd like to tell you one beautiful backpacking trip because it's one that the kids uh, have talked about. Uh, they were young, the youngest was five, and so uh, the oldest would have been uh, 13. And we went down to the Gila. Actually, we were camping. This was not backpacking that trip. We were camping. We were camping on Willow Creek, and we happened to go hiking. And when we were hiking, we noticed signs of elk. And we said, and we always taught the kids everything that we could about the out of doors appreciation for plants, animals, conservation, the environment. They knew about the trails, how to be trail savvy and so on. We said, well, if you wanna see the elk, we can come out at night and we'll hike to this, uh, to 
uh, this destination where we'd seen all the sign. So that evening, the youngest and I stayed at the campsite and the rest uh, went hiking to the place where they'd seen the elk. It was uh, not too far, a couple miles, and my husband put them all uh, behind uh, some uh, cover, and then the elk came. And they observed the elk, but all of a sudden the mother elk, the cow elk, saw them, and she had a calf, and she started pawing, and so my husband said, time to go, so they left, and uh, they, we went back to our, at that time we had a tent trailer, we had outgrown the tents. So that was a lot of fun to see the elk in their natural environment. Prior to that, we had been backpacking. Uh, let me think. The first trip, the first backpacking trip for for the mall was Grand Canyon. Is that right, Catherine? That would have been in the spring. That was the whole family. That was the whole family. Okay. And then Gila later was... Yes, yes. Um, but I was trying to think of... Uh... Oh, I know. I want to talk about another backpacking trip. I want to talk about the one to Lake Catherine uh, via Spirit Lake and Stewart Lake. That was our adventure. Um, uh, how old? You were young. You were maybe I think that was eight. 1970. Oh, well, you know, we don't talk about my age on oh, here. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. All right. There was a whole family going backpacking. But I was eight, so that was about 20 years ago. Well, yes, indeed. Uh, six years, uh, and the youngest was six years old. So we had two three-man tents, so that meant four of us had to sleep in one tent and three in the other. Uh, the We went first to Spirit Lake and then to Stewart Lake in the Pecos Wilderness, which is a beautiful area in New Mexico. And uh, then we went to Lake Catherine. Now Lake Catherine is 11,000, uh, I think either 700 or 900. 11,700 feet high. It's a ways to get. It's termed a difficult hike, and it was. So we pitched our tents. Beautiful lake. It was in a bowl. And uh, uh, you, the Forest Service regulations state that you have to be so many feet from the lake, which, of course, we were. Uh, my husband was an accomplished backpacker. So he taught us survival skills. Yes, and more than that. Yes, he did. <laughs> so then um, that night we had a marvelous, as we did on all our backpacking trips, of which we had many, uh, we sang around the campfire. My husband played the harmonica and we toasted uh, marshmallows and so on. And uh, unfortunately, the oldest daughter um, ran into one of the support poles of one of the tents. It was aluminum so it easily bent. And uh, that night we were asleep and the we had a storm, it was a, a mountain storm. storm. Major storm. It reverberated throughout that canyon. The thunder was loud. The hail was even more devastating as it piled up on the tops of the tent. So it wasn't too long when 
the, our tent flap opened and the other three came in because their tent had collapsed and was awash. So we were seven people in a three-man tent. In the morning, it was beautiful. The storm was over. The people who had horses, their horses were yeah. gone, even though they were tethered. They'd taken off or who, probably back. Uh, the they corral. knew the way home to their corral, but they were gone. We, my husband and uh, son, got all the squaw wood. And for those uh, that don't know what squaw wood is, it's the lowest branches of dead trees or even live trees, but the branches are dead. And that wood you can generally use to make a fire. It's called squaw wood because Indian squaws could easily reach it. So my husband made a fire. And as we were sitting around the fire enjoying our hot cocoa and oatmeal and so on, a stranger came up, a woman, and she was very cold. We believe she had hypothermia. She was from San Francisco. She had no shelter. So we plied her with coffee and hot things, and we had a black tarp that we'd used for our seven backpacks to cover them. We gave her the tarp so that she could have a, a, a little shelter of some kind. A blind of some sort. Yes, and uh, then we gave her a fry pan, and our son went out to the lake and um, caught some fish for her, and then we left about 1, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So that was our adventure in the, in the Pecos. Uh, we saw so many things on our backpacking trips. One time we took, oh, several times we took our dog with us. And she always scared up the deer when the kids took off on their exploratory trips from the base camp. Uh, we saw lots of things. Um, went lots of places. We backpacked in the But we didn't Pecos. just see a lot of things. We also learned. Oh, yes. So you would gather us around if there were, if you found a certain sapling or, or a flower, especially the lady orchids, if we found those, and you would explain them and, and kind of go through, uh, and you don't pick the wildflowers because once you pick them, that's it. They don't come back. Uh, and we but, used to tease the youngest because... She was closer to the ground, and we said that's how come she could always find the fire fairy slipper orchids first. Yes. Yeah. But yes, I always had a trail book with me, and I always had a flower book. And I learned about the geology. Excuse the, me, geology the geology, yes. And our husband taught them about the stars at night out in the yeah. mountains where there are no lights to obscure or illuminate your view. You can look up and see the stars. And he taught them the stories of the constellations. I loved that. That was... One of the greatest things for me. He had been a navigator in the Air Force and, and learned how to navigate by the stars. And uh, just beautiful, beautiful adventures. So enough of the backpacking. <laughs> Let's get back to some, maybe some of the other family stories. Um, the kids all took, well, the, the girls took dancing lessons. And they started at three, went to their recitals and so on. And then when they started school, they didn't last too long, maybe second grade. Later on, uh, three of the daughters wanted further lessons. So one took tap and the other two took jazz. And Catherine, to this day, takes dancing lessons. Uh, she's proficient in all of the 
what do you call them? The different types of dance, I guess I would say. My favorites are with her are the tap and the ballet, a joy to watch. <laughs> and they took piano lessons, all five. Two of the children wanted to take guitar lessons, so indeed they took guitar lessons. Uh, they were in Boy Scouts. Our son was an Eagle Scout. Girls were in Girl Scouts. Uh, I was a Girl Scout leader like 12 years with four daughters. But I think one of the things, just to tell you what, our family was close and supported each other in all the endeavors. Catherine was a cadet Girl Scout. They wanted to go on a backpacking trip in the Pecos. They couldn't get chaperones. <laughs> so she persuaded her older brother to please, please, please be a chaperone. And you oh. know what? He said yes, he would be. And he was a chaperone. And they had a wonderful backpacking trip. I think it was three or four days, wasn't it? It was. And the girls, there were some that were older than I was by maybe a year. Or two. Or two. And... Having Robert there, it was like perfect because they listened to everything he said. They just wanted to be right by him. Uh, does he have a girlfriend? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I forgot to say that um, you met the bus all the way into college when your dad yes. came home. The kids would go down to meet dad at the bus stop, even in college. So, well, we had the dog to walk, which was always nice. She liked to go down there too, but it was nice to greet dad at the bus all the time. He was always happy to see us. It was fun. You know, one of the times that I liked the best was Christmas. I will tell you, the kids were angels. I loved Christmas. I loved the Christmas season because we had different activities. We had Chris Kendall, where they drew names and they didn't know which name they drew until Christmas Eve. And then they would um, be so nice to their Chris Kendall. And then I had the custom of putting uh, little straws out. And if they did a good deed, they could put it in the manger for the baby Jesus. They had their own little crib set in the den. And then the other thing we had was the Advent wreath. There were seven of us, so we each had a day. And you could say whatever prayers you want, whatever you wanted to do for the Advent wreath. And the family together made the Advent wreath. We suspended it in our front hallway, and uh, that meant that then <laughs> sometimes they forgot to duck, and it, it was on the floor, and we had to repair it, but that didn't matter. It was something that we did together, mm -hmm. and it was a beautiful time. One of the things the kids did, um, they had a, a little bowl. They kept it under the, um, the older girl's double dresser, and then they would put money in there throughout the year, from their allowance or whatever. They didn't ask each other how much each one put in. They never bothered. When it came time to do Christmas shopping, they would go in and count it all together to see how much. And then they would persuade mom to take them to the shopping center. And I would do that and I'd have to sit outside and they went into the sporting goods store and they would go in there and pick out some flies for their dad. And they were very particular I don't know how they picked them out, but they did. But the fellow who waited on them uh, was so entranced that he he would give them a fly box. It was more expensive than the flies, and he would count out their money, and then he would gift wrap it for them. It was beautiful. 
and then they persuaded their dad to do the Christmas shopping for me and the same kind of thing. But those were beautiful, beautiful memories because it kept the family together. Right now, it's May. We celebrate Mother's Day in May. And uh, when the kids were growing up, we always had a shrine to Mary, and the kids could design it, and they would have flowers, and we'd pray the rosary, and so on. So those were beautiful family customs that we had uh, growing up. We were honored by the children uh, by being New Mexico Parents of the Year in 2001. Wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> in, in your way of thinking, in my way, it was only yesterday. It was only yesterday that you were born. And uh, my husband and I were married 61 years when he died. Yes. And uh, yeah, indeed. And the family also got, we were the first family to get the New Mexico Philanthropy Award because always we told the kids that our our philosophy was you were put on this earth for one thing, to love God, to serve him, and to be happy with him in heaven. And, if, and in so doing, uh, you would make the world a better place. And so there were lots of things that we did for always. We had uh, um, Christmas baskets, Thanksgiving baskets, and so on. Um, my husband did, did most of the delivery of the Christmas baskets later, assisted by the grandkids and uh, the kids. But always uh, to remember, there but for the grace of God go I. I had a lot of those sayings. Yes. Um, let me look at this. Besides making the world a better place, one of the things that I often said to them as they would uh, say, oh, this this happens and th this kid can do that. No, to thine own self be true. Be the very best that you can be. You don't follow the crowd. You do the right thing and you be the best you can be. And I also said, and I said it often, that I will pass this way but once. Mm -hmm. And if there is some good that I can do, then let me do it. And then I had embroidered in the bathroom that they could look at every day a sampler. And what did that say? Catherine? Oh, Mom, which one was it? Because you had a couple of them. Well, it was uh, <laughs> it was the one that I put right above the commode. The blue one? Remember yesterday? Yes. Ponder tomorrow. Yes. But live for today. Sorry, and I, I said I said that tomorrow may never come. You You'll never know. But tomorrow might never come. So you live for today, and you make it the very best day. And I also said, um, don't ever say anything that's not nice. Uh, you can never take back words. So that was something my husband and I lived by. Don't ever say anything, because you can't ever take back those words. So live each day to the fullest, and be happy and be be yourself and be the very best that you can be. So, oh, and I also told the kids when they became teens, ah, yes, no drinking. Six words, no drinking, no smoking, no nothing. No necking, you forgot that. Well, that went in the no nothing by the time Linda and I were of age. Well, 
<laughs> the joy of having um, an older child and younger children is that they learn that when you say no to the older ones that you better not ask because the answer is the same. <laughs> so that those were some of our activities um, growing up. Uh, we went on vacations. Um, we went to lots of interesting places. The Tetons, the uh, Glacier National Park to Canada to Banff, um, hiking, learning, fun, 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 fun things. And um, Washington, D.C., Catalina Island, Disneyland. Oh, once we camped, uh, we had a tent trailer then. We camped in San Diego on Shelter Island, I think it was. And the, the camping spot was right on the bay. And at 7 a.m., we were awakened by oh, yeah. the girls shouting to their brother to stop. He was trying to catch an octopus. It was orange. We didn't know anything about it. Well, it, it shot its ink. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was fun camping, too. Oh, we went to Mexico um, over, over Christmas break. The girls, the older girls were in high school, and we went to San Carlos Bay. And we camped right across from the ocean there, the bay. And we were the only tent trailer in the whole campground. The rest had these very lovely-looking trailers. Lars was lovely. We liked it. I liked it. And uh, all of us. again, uh, it was very early in the morning. And who? I got up at like 3.30 in the morning. Yes. And But I had asked Dad the night before if I could go down because that was the only place when the sun was just coming up to see the dolphins and the sea lions. Wildlife, have to go see it. So I got up and dad said I could the night before, but I don't think he really thought I was going to do it. Oh, yes, he did. But he didn't think he was going to be that early. <laughs> well, so I got up at 3.30 and woke Linda, but Linda didn't want to go. And then I left and crossed the highway and it was dark. Uh -huh. I took a flashlight and I went down there. But guess what I saw as soon as that sun was coming up? Sea lions, and they were all over the place. And then as that sun come up, they came up, they went into the ocean. I would have missed it. <laughs> well, you had you had a great adventure. I did. And truly And our, then Dad came to get me. Yes. And truly our camping and our our traveling back to visit the grandparents were always filled with adventures wherever we went because uh, we made things happen. But I want to close because that's enough of that. But um, I did make all of their clothes, their prom dresses, their wedding dresses. And since Catherine is here, when we were doing her wedding dress, she said she didn't want just a chapel yeah. train. She wanted a little bigger train, so she got it. But the most fun of that was designing her veil together. We had a lot of fun. We did. I made all the, the uh the bridesmaids' dresses as well as the maid of honor for all of the girls' weddings. And uh, I will tell you a funny story. It's funny when we look back. Uh, when we had when the oldest daughter was married, we purchased a cake, and the kids said, Mom, that cake doesn't taste as, as good as yours do. So for the second daughter, I made a five-tier wedding cake as well as satellite cakes. And we were at the reception enjoying it, and... All of a sudden, the... Oh, the Leaning Tower of Pisa, yeah. <laughs> yes. The waitstaff came over and said, you might want to cut the cake. It's kind of leaning. <laughs> so they cut the cake. 
so uh, that was the story of the, the Leaning Tower. So can you think of anything that you want to add? I think what I would add is, being that it's Mother's Day, that my mother has taught us, and of course my dad has, they brought us up, of course, with a lot of education that helped each and every one of us be good critical thinkers with what it is that we are faced with, whether it be uh, whatever the situation might be, whether it be with humans or in the environment or an issue. And I think that that definitely, being able to critically think, has helped each and every one of us be a better person. And I think that that also helps us to understand the perspectives of other people around us or the community. And that was what dad wanted to be sure was something that we did take into account. And that's why we got the philanthropy award because all of the children and grandchildren. But I want to conclude with one last story. Our oldest daughter's husband went in for surgery for a simple bypass, double bypass. The doctor said, oh, everything is fine when he came out. Well, everything wasn't fine because a couple hours later, he lapsed into unconsciousness and was that way for two months, two and a half two months. And, a half months. and our daughter uh, was there. It was, happened to be 90 miles away. He was at the, uh, what do you call it? The Coeur d'Alene Regional Center, Medical Center, and uh, 90 miles away from their home. And our daughter is the uh, assistant provost at Washington State University. And although she used her laptop or whatever to communicate with her staff, uh, two months is a long time to be away from the office. So her sisters, the first one was Catherine, said, uh, we'll go up and help. And I said to daughter, I, I called her every day at noon and at night. At noon after he had seen, she had seen his team of doctors, he had a nurse just for him. He was unconscious. And he had a nurse just for him. So I called twice a day, first to find out after the team and then at night when she left. Then I said to her, you must not go. To, you have to go back to your office. You may not go to the hospital. Those are the conditions. And your sisters are coming up. So Catherine came first and she stayed a week and was there all day early in the morning until at night. And Glenn had, he was awake by that time, but not able to, um, he could wa sort of walk. He was had tubes in every place that you mm. wouldn't imagine. So then she left on Saturday and the next sister came up and she was there a week. And then the, la the last sister came up with her husband and you know what? He woke up then. And I'm happy to say that today, uh, which is um, three years later, three and a half, uh, he is doing... Well, he didn't wake up when they were there. He was released. He, yes. He was released. He was released and um, went to into rehab and so on. But he is doing beautifully well, and he's back to doing his woodworking and yard work and enjoying life. And what a, what a joy that was. But he had a prayer circle back at his parish. He had everyone praying, and the power of prayer cannot be underestimated.
because truly he died twice when he was in the hospital there. So we have been blessed with many blessings and we are very proud of our children and grandchildren for what they have managed to, to uh, be involved with their community, to be real, real people, dedicated, faith-loving, and uh, as a family, very, very close. And we're going to celebrate Mother's Day tonight. <laughs> we're, the family that's here in Albuquerque will be at a barbecue at Catherine's house, and the others will come and enjoy. Family celebrations are always joyful. And all the years, my husband and I had Christmas Eve always at our home, as well as Easter. We had Easter egg hunts, and to this day, the, oh, yes, even at their age, and I hate to tell you, you can tell we, uh, we would have been married, let's see, this year would have been 66 years. Is that right? Yes. So you know that... Uh, the kids still like the Easter egg hunts, imagine that. And with that conclusion, I, I hope that all your families will be well, happy, and blessed. Well, Mom, thank you so much for sharing <laughs> the positive imprints that have made each of my siblings, whom we are, coming from you and Dad, and of course, our nieces and nephews. Well, thank you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you, dear. <laughs> oh, so, well, from both of us here at Your Positive Imprint, we wish all of you, as Mom said in the beginning, a happy Mother's Day wherever you are in the world. And love and value each member of your family. Thank you. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.? <laughs>